turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday. Thank you guys for wrapping up the week with me. What a week it has been! Everything from the battle of the gavel for the speaker position, and of course. The heinous, horrific attack by Hamas on Israel and their response, as well as other topics that we're going to get into a little bit later on the show. Before we go further, got to bring in my new brother, my new veggie. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. You got it, dude. Sesame Broccolini. Mm, yummy. How are we doing? <laughs> we're doing awesome. I am so glad to have you. So glad that we're wrapping up this week together. I'm also excited to have this next guest because as so many people were shocked. I don't know if we should have been shocked. Were you shocked, Sesame Broccolini, the Black Lives Matter came out in support of the Hamas attack? I st- I was. Okay. I, I really was. Were you? I was not. Um, the the founder, Patrice Khan, uh, whatever her last name is, she has been talking about wiping Israel off the face of the planet since 2015. Go back, look online, find the footage. She's said it multiple times and taken this position. BLM wants to see that kind of violence here directed at real American patriots. And I think that's been the goal the whole time. So th- none of this really surprised me. Well, it did me because I knew of him as a Marxist organization. I knew that Patrice, what's her name, took a bunch of donations and bought some homes with it. Um, But, you know, I mean, to come out and to celebrate Hamas was absolutely shocking. And to do it on behalf of the African-American community was particularly revolting to me. So I was pleased uh, and am pleased to have with us tonight uh, Vince Everett Ellison, author of Crime, Inc., How Democrats Employ Mafia and Gangster Tactics to Gain and Hold Power. He has a previous book from 2019 called The Iron Triangle Inside the Liberal Democrat Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians in America in Their Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. So is there really anybody better, Sesame Broccolini, than this gentleman to come on and talk about this nasty thing that Black Lives Matter uh, supported this week. Hi, Vince Everett Ellison. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. Glad to be. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, were you shocked that Black Lives Matter? I bet you weren't because, I mean, you've been, you know, documenting the Democrats and their exploitation of race now for, for many years. But still, I mean, they went so far, Vince Everett Ellison, as to Black Lives Matter Chicago did of tweeting a graphic of showing one of the Palestinian Hamas, uh, you know, terrorists um, parachuting in to the music festival where they raped and slaughtered women. Um, It's one thing to say that you feel sorry for the Palestinians that they've been oppressed. It's another thing to celebrate this kind of horror. Your thoughts? Well, they, you know, they, they, they slaughter over 
they slaughtered over 63 million Americans in, 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 inside abortion clinics. They don't care anything about killing people. Uh, they, 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 they're Democrats. They've always been an evil institution. They're the English, evilest institution in the history of the world. Part of slavery from 1800 to 1860. Part of the Confederacy from 1860 to 1865. Part of Jim Crow from 1865 to 1970. Killing black people, castrating black people, murdering people. That's their stick. They, 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 their party is controlled by a ball of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. Their business model elevates just like the just, just like the communists and the Marxists do, they elevate the meanest, the cruelest, the, the, the most vicious people to the top. So, Black Lives Matter fits in right, right well with these people. I mean, because Israel loves America, loves God, and, and, and loves democracy. Black Lives Matter hates America, hates God, and they're Marxists. So, anybody that hates America, anybody that loves America, they're going to hate. Anybody that loves God, they're going to hate. Anybody that loves democracy, they're going to hate. They are an evil organization, just like the Democratic Party. Again, all you have to do is go to the places where they rule exclusively. Go to Detroit. Go to Baltimore. Go to Memphis. Go to Chicago. Go to New York. They're cesspools. They treat their people like dogs. They demoralize them. They take away their right to defend themselves. They want to castrate little boys and call them little girls. Want to cut off the breasts of little girls and call them little boys. They believe in nine-month abortion. They believe in disarming law-abiding citizens in a war zone. They will not seal the border, allowing fentanyl that is killing 100,000 Americans a year. That's allowing sex trafficking of small, minor children. They, 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 they will, they will put you in jail if you spank your son, but give you money if you want to castrate him. If you kneel at a football game to praise the Jesus that put you in jail, but you kneel to say you hate your country, they'll applaud you. Again, mm-hmm. they are an evil organization. They are yeah. a criminal organization. And in my, and in my book. Crime I tell you all about them and how they use mafia and gangster tactics to maintain and keep their power. Yeah, and you know what? I'm incredibly disappointed. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr could have done something during uh, 2020 to use RICO statutes to find uh, the sources of the money behind it. And, uh, you know, on top of the fact that the Department of Justice wasn't going to prosecute them, uh, certainly not to the extent that they've rounded up Americans and thrown them into gulags for walking into the Capitol on January 6th. You know, we didn't even have a Republican attorney general try to use, you know, uh, RICO statutes uh, you know, the financial crimes, because they are an organized crime syndicate uh, to bring them to justice. And, you know, and, and I'm glad to that you're speaking out on this. Are you disappointed that we're not hearing from other black, important black leaders and voices calling them out for this? Because I would be if I was African-American, I would be so angry at them trying to tie me to a terrorist attack that involved beheading babies. Okay, I've known a lot of, obviously, a lot of African-American people in my day, and they do not support this. Yeah, but we're talking about black leadership, and most of it's compromised. They choose our black leadership, and they don't choose the best of us. They choose the worst of us. Jesse Jackson, Greasy, Al Sharpton, Jim Clyburn, they're ignoramuses. They're the stupidest people in the world. If If you want to understand the contempt that Democrats have for black people, look at the leadership that they choose. Maxine Waters. They, they are stupid, ignorant people that sell out their community. And that's why I wrote the Iron Triangle. Look, they asked Jesus, how would you know a false prophet? He said, tree, a, 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 a. you look at their fruit. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. And look at the black community. And he said, you would not get good fruit from a, from a bad tree, a bad fruit from a, from a good tree. Each tree and each fruit be after his own. If the black community is rotten, the tree is rotten. These people are horrible people. They're horrible individuals. They've done what Adolf Hitler said he wanted to do. He said, we want to raise a generation of young people 
devoid of conscience, relentless, impervious, and cruel. They celebrated hip-hop music at the White House the other day, a, a music genre that calls black men the N-word, black women the W-word and the B-word, Cardi B, Snoop yeah. Dogg talking about killing police and smoking blunts. That's who they elevate in the black community. That's how much contempt they have for black people. Crime Inc. talks about it all. They talk about how they use false piety. Talk about how they use hits like the mafia. Hey, the mafia kills people. They they kill babies at Planned Parenthood. They both get paid. Talk about how they use unions. You know, uh, uh, the um, mob controls the unions, and the Democratic Party gives money to teachers. Teachers give their money to the union. Unions give kickbacks back to the Democratic Party, close to $100 million a year. They use intimidation. They steal elections. They beat up people. They kill people. They maim people. They bribe people. They are a criminal organization. And the reason why they will not go after them, the same reason why they didn't go after Martin Luther King Jr. when he was out there doing his stuff, for the very same reason, it's not politically correct right now. In my book, Crime Inc., I, told, I tell the people the truth about Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, he was a Marxist. Yes, he was a traitor. I put it all down, and nobody can. And after you read it, it is irrefutable. My, my, my film, <laughs> Will You Go to Hell for Me, talks about the same thing. It was shown to a black church in Memphis, Tennessee, 12,500-member black church, biggest church in Memphis, standing ovation. Then it was showed here in Lynchburg, Virginia, to a white audience, standing ovation. Yeah. I proved he was kicked out and excommunicated from the black church, that he was given the Margaret Sanger Award in 1966, the first Margaret Sanger Award for setting up abortion clinics in the black community. That he was, that he was the one that put the, 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 the man in house clause in welfare to where ran the black man out of the house. And that, in this, I have a dream speech when he told black people that 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, they were not free. It was a lie. I was born free. My freedom is a gift from God. It's an unalienable right. right. And he said six times in that speech, we were not free. Even at the end of it, he said on some certain day, we'll be free at last, free at last. Thank God I'm out we're free at last. And we make our children say that speech every year in school. And this is why they don't think they're free. This is why they think they have that's, to go to government you know for their freedom, not God. That's such a that's such a great point. I don't think anybody has uh, ever said. And, and in that's fact, I'm, I'm a genius that, and I figured it out. Well, well, <laughs> well, I want to get to, we're talking to Vince Everett Ellison, uh, who's written a book uh, uh, called Crime, Inc., and I, 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 I'll get the title in a moment, but I wanted to read you something here and have you respond uh, from the Black Lives Matter, because you, 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 were, you reminded me of something they said. Uh, they said, we understand what it means to be surveilled, dehumanized, property seized, family separated, uh, you know, we basically that we 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 hope that where we will may live freely at some point in the United States. And you're right. We, they said we too dream of a world where our people may live freely on decolonialized decolonized land. There's not a black person in this country today that is not free. And they're continuing. Exactly. So right. They're continuing to send the same message uh, to Martin exactly. Luther King. You're victims, you're victims, you're victims. You're a victim. I want to know in the two. In the two minutes we have left, I want to know how you, uh, who was born to sharecroppers, poor people, how you were able to rise up out without that victimhood mentality. Because I found out I was an heir of Jesus Christ. I was a child of God. And if Jesus Christ is, is my father, I'm an heir. I cannot be victimized. I can't be oppressed. I've never met a white man superior to me. No one. We are brothers wow. and sisters. All of us. We all it. have gifts. And we elevate each other's gifts a good HVAC man, a good police officer, a good cook. We all are blessed from it. So we don't have gift envy. I look at you as my brother, my sister, not my superior, but my brother, my sister. We love each other. We help each other. We don't envy each other. Like King told us to extort white people and stalk them and ask them and beg them. No, you, can't, you win their hearts. You, should, you love them. 
You show them. You lie on me, I love you. You hate me, I love you. But don't take my love for weakness. Because you think you're going to hurt me or anybody in my family or take anything from me, I got two things to get you off of me. That's Jesus and my 38. You better not try me. <laughs> Y'all go to VinceEllison.com. VinceEllison.com. Three E's in the middle. You can get my books. You can watch the, the documentary trailer there. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity said the most powerful trailer they've ever seen. Tucker debuted it on his show before he left Fox. And he and, and it got 100,000 views on YouTube before they took it down. Look at the trailer. Stream the video. Buy the DVD. Buy one of my three books and help me. I'm out there fighting for you every day. When they call yes, you sir. homophobe, when they call you racist, when, 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 when they say you're low down, you're dirty and full of hate, I'm the one that stands up for you. I'm the black guy that stands up and says, no, they're not. The, the, when, when the white conservative left the Democratic Party, it was the best thing they ever did because if they didn't do it, they'd be just where black people are right now, at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in America. So I'm out there helping, helping y'all. Please help me back. Well, Vince Everett Ellison, we love you and appreciate you so much and all the work that you do. And you are such an important voice in this country. God bless you. Thank you, dear. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of this break. So don't you go anywhere. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to t- tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Man, I'm fired up. That Vince Everett Ellison, that dude can preach, okay? And talk about a master of the facts. And I love, you know, the, the, the left doesn't want you guys to hear somebody like Vince Everett Ellison, right? Because his message is not one of victimhood. He came from sharecroppers, poor people, and he went on to be like, uh, you know, his book, Amazon, number one bestseller, and he's had lots of business accomplishments, and he's just a great voice for conservatism. Uh, you know who else is just an amazing voice with a master of the facts of what's happening in the world is our dear friend AOC. <laughs> it's Friday. We need to have some laughs. So I think it's time that we um, talk about AOC. Of course, uh, she had to weigh in on uh, the former bartender, had to weigh in on the Middle East crisis and what's happening over in Israel. Unfortunately for her, (laughs) it didn't go really well, at least not as well as she thought it was going to as she talked about the responsibility the United States has regarding Palestine. Sesame, if you can play the clip, please. Support, yes, Israel in its defensive capacities, right, in its ability in, in, in that context. But it also means that the United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy used to justify <laughs> further violence and injustice. Right. Beautifully said. <laughs> whoever she was t- whoever she was talking to. I think I lost a few so- brain cells. <laughs> but whoever she's talking to did such a good job of like ignoring the fart. <laughs> That's that's you. That's your brain on wokeism, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Just, uh, just this is your brain when it's healthy. That's your brain on wokeism. Just 
yes, but and then, but I mean, she's talking about ethnic cl- cleansing, but what kind of juice cleanse was she? Was she on before she did that interview? Because I mean, the ga- the ga- the gaseous explosion was just not to be ignored. And by the way, this she posted this clip on her Twitter. Okay, and there's everybody's been going crazy over this. Somebody did a thermal image, did a thermal imaging of it with like the heat cloud. Sesame Rocklini, do you not think this is as funny as I do? I, uh, <laughs> there, there, there we go. Look, I, on, on, on. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's like a let's go Brandon moment. We all know you heard. We all know you heard. How can you, how can you miss this? <laughs> I mean, come on. Somebody said today that she needed to sell the chair on like Etsy or eBay or whatever and like take the proceeds and donate it to climate change. But you know what? Going forward, she has no right to be talking about any cows, okay? (laughs) Do not take my steak from me or my hamburger. She's a super spreader is what she is. She's a carbon emitter is what she is. Shame. Shame. (laughs) <laughs> thank you aoc so much i needed i needed that comic cleansing of aoc oh my gosh and why and, and it's even funnier when you watch the video you see her facial expressions <laughs> somebody did a video saying today that a forensic analysis was done of the video and it was not tampered with but she actually posted that on her twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> She made me smile for once. Oh my gosh. Very Thank rarely. You, AOC. She can still oh do it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm also smiling and laughing over some of the cancel uh cancel culture stuff happening. Did you know that one of the students from Harvard that signed the letter is the son of Joe Malone? Now, do you know who Joe Malone is? Who's Joe Malone? Joe Malone is a uh, cologne perfume company. Joe is is like female. J O Malone. Uh, they got it okay. at the mall. It's it's expensive, bougie perfume. I don't wear Joe Malone like a lot of people do. Well, she's getting some backlash. A lot of people are calling for boycotting Joe Malone. Um, so that's happening. There's another. Um, there's a cosmetic company called Lush. Another company I don't, you know, buy from, but evidently in one of their stores uh, in, might have been in London, excuse me, <clears throat> stifling uh, the hiccups, might have been in London, they had a boycott Israel sign in their store. Well, somebody screenshotted it, they've, took a, they've taken the sign down, they took the sign down, and now they're trying to like, you know, uh, according to Alex Clark from Turning Point USA, she knows somebody who actually works for Lush. 
And they basically internally sent an email around telling people to just not talk about it, to just like act like it didn't happen. But of course, you know, the sign, it's gone viral. I've never even heard of Lush Cosmetics, but I, evidently they're just like really popular. So that's another co- country, a company that's coming under backlash. But I mean, on a serious tip, I mean, how in the world has it become so globally normalized to hate Jews? It's decades and decades and decades of slant and inflammatory rhetoric and misleading facts. And it's also the fact that people aren't standing up. I mean, we're finally seeing it yeah. now, but I wish we had seen this during the this, the wars of the 70s. There, there have been at least four yeah. major Arab-Israeli wars since it was established, and all of them have been brutal, and they've all come with dire consequences for us for actually supporting Israel. Just like, you know, I think back about the gas lines in the 70s with Jimmy Carter, where people were yeah. paying... I don't know how much they were paying for a gallon of gas, but the OPEC countries did not like our position and they punished us for it. And maybe that was when enough, I guess, normies out there said, oh, well, you know, I mean, principles are one thing and we should stand by them. But also, I don't like the backlash that comes with actually standing with justice. And, and it's just unfortunate. And uh, again, it's it's so it's so subtle, this propaganda, the rhetoric. It's all it's all the Obama school, Cass Sunstein, slowly nudge mm-hmm. people without them them knowing that it's even happening just slowly control the narrative do it across the board all the institutions education media entertainment all at once a coordinated effort to smear israel to rewrite history in order to justify their deep-seated desire to wipe the state of israel off of the face of the earth right and it also includes parents that have abdicated everything to the schools And so they're not, I can remember having so many political conversations with my dad. Daddy never liked to talk about what he did in the Marines, but he would talk politics with me. I can remember asking him as a kid, I've told this story. I don't understand daddy. Like, you know, why are they coming over from Cuba in boats held together with like scotch tape amongst sharks? Why Mm -hmm. don't they just take their country back? And he'd be like, well, first of all, they're not armed. Second of all, human nature is you become accustomed to, to, you know, your prison. So a lot, you know, and it's just, you adapt. And I also can remember asking him many times, you know, about Israel and me not understanding what's going on and back and forth with them and these people and their neighbors and him trying to explain it to me. And I'm grateful for that because I could have, I was a very empathetic kid. I could have gotten caught up maybe with worrying about the Palestinians. But then again, I was also raised to, you know, I mean, I wrote a book report when I was 14 on 30 seconds over Tokyo. And I was raised to understand that sometimes civilians, that war is ugly. And sometimes there has to be casualties uh, in, in order to preserve freedoms and, and, and in the right to defend yourself. And so we're not, we don't have parents teaching the truth and teaching history, teaching about the Holocaust, teaching about why Israel, you know, the nation state started and what it's all about and the truth about, there's never been a state called Palestine. They're not a people. It's not a thing. Okay. So anyway, we're going to take a break. We come back. Um, We've got another story. We, we can't forget the real Trojan horse in this country, and that is the LBGTQ movement. So we got a story about that when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, can't really forget about uh, the uh, Trojan horse in this country that is the LBGTQ. I think one of the reasons why, uh, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't. I, I does it, in some ways it defies logic that the same Democrats that are chanting in the streets today in support of Palestine and Hamas, uh, you know, are the same people that also support uh, five-year-olds taking puberty blockers and, you know, um, hacking off genitals. Uh, Do these people protesting in these schools and these college campuses have any understanding of what Hamas believes, that Hamas and and is these Islamic states around the world throw gay people off of roofs? Do they not understand that, Sesame Broccolini? They talk about the people in Hamas, these actual terrorists, not militants, not freedom fight terrorists. They talk about them like they're friends. Oh, yeah, like, you know, we, we have to show solidarity with Hamas, these terrorists that would probably kill them in an instant, right? Yeah. We, 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 we talked about this earlier this week. We have a month-long pride celebration in this country every single year. Go try that in Tehran. Go try that in yeah. Lebanon. Go try that in Saudi Arabia. Go try that in Kuwait. Go try that in any Arab Muslim majority country and even non-Arab Muslim majority yeah. countries like Azerbaijan. Go try it and see how long it lasts. Just see how yeah, the people go, respond. Yeah. yeah, go see how the, the your martyrs, these Madison students in Madison saying uh, glory to the martyrs. Yeah, go go have a go have some march some march some Dylan Mulvaney's up and down the yep. Ga- Gaza Strip and see what happens. Yep. <laughs> Try a Bud Light ad campaign over there, and, and let's yeah. see what the let's see what the focus group says. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so got it. So we got to make sure we. Stay uh, focused on um, the scourge, the Trojan horse that, uh, that is the OBGTQ movement here in this country. Um, so here we've got an event that took place. The USA Cycling, uh, they are allowing biological men to compete against women. And, of course, the biological males took first and second place in the Chicago Women's Cycling event. You know what, women? I'm not going to feel sorry for you anymore if you're going to continue to compete against these men. Why? Why are you competing against these men? Every time you, we have one of these sporting events to where we've got an organization allowing biological men to compete against women, the women need to say we're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Why these isn't biological there more men- backlash, Andrea? Like, honestly, like, what, what, what is it? What is stopping women, more women from coming forward and saying enough is enough? We talk about Riley Gaines Barker. That's great. There's one actual pro-woman yeah. activist out there who just subscribes to biological reality. And this isn't even political. It's just science. But why isn't there more pushback from girls? Are they afraid to speak out, do you think? Do they not want to lose a scholarship or something? Like, why isn't there more of a push to get this stuff out of sports to end this conversation once and for all? Well, um, one reason is because some of them are, are, are complete libtards themselves. And they're at these, you know, colleges and universities where they're steeped in this libtardism, right? And it reminds me of the story last week of where this young couple um, was sitting on a bench in New York City at 4 a.m. And dude gets stabbed by a black guy and murdered on the street. And his girlfriend and all of his all of his friends who... who are saying that he would have had sympathy for the guy who stabbed him. Yep. 
Liberalism is literally a mental disorder. And then on top of it, we have lawmakers that that are pushing this insanity uh, it, within our country. And case in point, I think I have a clip, which is a Democrat lawmaker explaining how his own daughter, uh, how she feels about it. His Wisconsin Democrat state rep telling his story about his daughter who competes uh, in sports and how she feels about competing against biological men, if you have that clip. And my granddaughter, <laughs> who's playing college sports, I asked her about this when we had this two years ago, and she said, you know what? <sighs> if a trans woman was competing against me in the sport, then that just means if that person's better than me, I need to work harder. Wow. Wow. This is a Democrat. Yeah. And if his granddaughter said that, you know, it's because that granddaughter is being, you know, that's a perfect example of these libtard college kids. But that's a kid. I just don't even know if she maybe she said this. Maybe not. Maybe he just made this up, honestly. But if if what. He's saying is true. Then, like you're saying, it's it just it's a proof, exhibit A, that brainwashing is incredibly effective, and this is why every totalitarian regime in history has always gone after education because it's political. They want to shape yeah. the way that you think about the world. It's not just how you think, like we like to say on the right. It's what you think. They go hand in hand. We tell people the difference between right and wrong. We tell people the difference between male and female, and there are only two. And I look at so much of this gender stuff, and it's like, why can't we just go back to biological sex if gender is a social construct and it's all this fluid it's like why can't we just get rid of the gender terms man woman go back to male female right well one of the reasons why you know i was saying i started this segment by talking about oh you know these same students that are you know chanting for hamas also chant for transgenderism you know they are in they're conflicting with each other well not really um let me explain why why would a young woman be in college, you know, continue to compete and actually celebrate or congratulate a biological male who kicked her butt in a, in a swimming meet for the same reason why there's actual women uh, that uh, like uh, the ISIS brides or women that uh, embrace Islam, right? Uh, a a uh, entirely this transgender movement is as misogynistic in some ways as Islam is. Islam is entirely misogynistic. Oh, it's incredibly misogynistic. I, as yes. a biological male with male with a, an embodied soul made by God in His likeness and image, can just slap on some misti- some some you know lipstick or makeup, and then change my name and dye my hair, and all of a sudden I can be the same thing as a natural God made mm-hmm. woman who mm-hmm. can create new life. And, and no. That is so, you're cheapening what it means to be a woman by saying any guy who just wants a free ride to college can pretend to be a woman, and we're all in society supposed to just affirm that delusion and say, yes, we accept your expression of identity based on no real objectivity, no science, well, no data. No. Where's is, where is the proof that this transgender stuff, like, what, is there any evidence, any research, any data to even back up any of this stuff? Or is it all just well, talking not. Of course not, because there is male and there is female, and that is it. 
Now, are there some outliers? Are there occasionally women who are born with, you know, testicles inside their bodies? Yes. But, you know, those are called outliers. Okay. There is male and there is female. And, uh, you know, uh, and the human race are the only people trying to act as though it's, it's fluid and it's a choice. Okay. Uh, the, the animal kingdom ain't trying to, ain't trying to pull off any of this. Of course, you know, and, and human beings, even the, even the humans that are trying to, trying to play, play this game with, with the psyches and the minds, they understand, they, they know that they're lying to you. They know they're lying to you. They know that this all is, is all, nothing but a psychological operation on the psyches of Americans to destroy this country because there you because you can't say that you understand, you know, how, you know, horses have babies and how puppies are born and say that gender is a choice. And it's insane that it's got it, it, that it's escalated to the point in the United States of America where we where it's legal in this country to to sterilize children because when you these puberty blockers you look at what happened to jazz jennings who's still a miserable obese yep yep you know you know dis- mentally and emotionally and psychologically and physically destroyed adult now shame on 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 his parents for doing that to him sterilized never going to be able to have kids this is what we're doing, and it's Joseph Mangala level stuff, right? On children, what's happening? Um, I don't, I don't know how we get that that toothpaste back in the tube, right? We need, we need um, President Trump to step in and say we need the. This is something else the Republican Party has failed to do, and if you've watched any of these debates. Vivek Ramaswamy is the only one who went far enough to say that transgenderism is a mental disorder. The rest of them wanted to talk about parental rights. No parent should have the right to do this to their child either. Period. End of discussion. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's see. What else are we going to talk about? (coughs) How about we talk here of the week and stink of the week? Don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back. It's tonight's uh, Friday night show, final segment. So we're going to talk hero of the week and stink of the week. So much stink. Of course, we know the ultimate stink is the Islamic terrorist and what happened in Israel. No question about it. And of course, our heroes are the Israelis who have been fighting and Jews around the world who've been fighting since their existence for their existence against evil in this world that wants to wipe them out. But we've got some other runner-ups for Stink of the Week, like this. Uh, Biden, who today claimed that climate change on the heels of Hamas calling for global jihad and, you know, stabbings and people being slaughtered today in the name of Islam. Here's what he said is the greatest existential threat to humanity, Sesame Broccolini. By the way, it's the only existential threat to humanity. We don't do this. We don't stay below these numbers. The whole world's changing. Our kids are going to be, and our grandkids are going to be, anyway, I don't want to even think about it. Climate change, the only existential threat to humanity. 
Can't be the people that want to, that have, uh, like Iran, who have vowed to wipe Israel and the United States off the map. That's not inhumane. <laughs> no, that's look, not a threat. The climate community has been wrong about a lot of stuff. And Biden remind it's it's like when Jimmy Carter back in the presidential debate with Reagan in 1980, he said, we have to get off oil and fossil fuels because we'll run out of it by 2000. And now it's 2023 and everywhere yeah. we dig for oil around the world, we keep finding it and lots of it. So the, the whole climate change movement to me is just there, there's no credibility because once in time and time again, we only have a few years left to live unless we radically yeah. remake all of society. And then a few years it's go so, by and everything's yeah. fine. It's so buffoonish. Uh, the island of Manhattan was supposed to be completely covered in water by the year 2012. Florida is supposed to be underwater. And one of the national parks might have been in North Dakota. They had to take down um, all of their, you know, climate change porn, which which showed that all the uh, all the ice caps would be melted by now. Yep. You know, it's yep. just it's hucksterism. And particularly this week with with, you know, the inhumane Islamic Jihad. Um, I mean, Saudi Arabia is calling for all the Middle Eastern nations to join in with the Palestinians. We could be on the verge of a third world war. Don't be talking to me about climate change. It's ridiculous. Another uh, runner up for stink of the week could be uh, the stench coming from the, the alleged ladies of the view, like Sonny Hostin today, who tried to compare a group here in the United States to Hamas. Uh, Sesame Broccolini, if you want to play that clip. We all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. The Proud Boys in the United States. What did the Proud Boys in the United States do? Organize a protest? Hamas chopped off the heads of babies. Can you imagine, Sesame Broccolini, if some white host on The View dared to compare Black Lives Matter to Hamas? Oh, never. What would be the result? BLM yeah. is BLM is a sacred cow for progressives. You can't touch BLM. And they say that, of course, anybody who is a part of whatever group that they approve of gets to be as violent as they want whenever they want. BLM, Antifa, these groups did at least $2 billion of damage. I think it's a lot higher, and so do a lot of other people, just in four months of one year alone in 2020, and that was just a warm-up exercise. Like we were saying earlier, I think BLM really does want to see that kind of Hamas-level violence in I this agree. country. I don't like th that that seems to be the case, but... I think, and I think if we did see that, Sonny Hostin would be up there saying, oh, these are mostly peaceful protests. Just yeah. like they stood next to burning buildings in 2020 and said, these are mostly peaceful protests. But if you're at the Capitol and a police officer who's undercover lets you into the building, you should be thrown in jail, pre-trial detention for several years. This is the kind of tyranny that Hillary Clinton is trying to unleash when she says, we need to just start throwing MAGA supporters in the gulag. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on. Oh, absolutely. On. Yeah. Another piece of stench today involving Joe Biden is uh, the Biden administration sat back for days and said that we don't have any plans to evacuate Americans. Enter uh, Florida Representative Corey Mills, who flew over there and I think has rescued as of now a total of 77 Americans. Yep. So then the Biden administration, upon uh, that it, it, suffering that humiliation and pressure from Congress to actually try to get Americans out, decided they're going to charter some planes. But before Americans could sign up for that, they had to agree 
that it would be a loan and they would have to sign promissory notes to repay the government for a flight out of Israel. Now, when we have, you think about that, when we have this Biden administration working as a travel agent to entice and invite and coordinate and orchestrate 7 million illegals coming across our borders, complete with a CBP app where they can fly from their own home Hell rooms, food, bus rides for their freedom runs, and the U.S. government won't fly some Americans home? Unbelievable. And by the way, on that CBP-1 app, you don't even have to prove or demonstrate that you actually qualify for asylum to apply. And then the government will just fly you into the country, you pick a destination city, and then you go there and you're supposed to check in with the local ICE office, but a lot of times it doesn't happen. And when it does, they give you a court date five, ten years in advance. And what what are we supposed to just expect? Like, just open the door, let people keep coming. And we've got, at this point, generations and generations of people forming colonies like Colony Ridge in Texas. I bet that's the first, but it's not going to be the last. Not at this rate. We're going to see more of that. No, not, not, all right. Let, let me quickly see if I've got time to read a little email or two. Uh, oh, Frankie says, uh, hero, Republican congressman, save 77 Americans. Good hero. Uh, Mo says, email from Mo, so American citizens, if rescued, need to reimburse the government the airfare. Did I miss them telling the illegals, uh, right on Mo, the illegals crossing the border, the need for reimbursement on the millions of goodies we are providing? I hear the Pope is weighing in on this mess. Butt out, she says. How do we get the squad over to the Gaza Strip on a one-way trip? (laughs) Have a good weekend, she says. I may be getting back to you. Um, All right. Love you all. Thank you, DJ Sesame Broccolini, for a great week. Thanks to all my guests, the listeners. Email me at andreakshow.com. Download our podcast wherever you get your pods stay stay safe out there my peeps keep your head on a swivel look around lock and load we'll see you monday